the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to The Final Word. It is the Red Men TV and we are here to talk about Liverpool staying top of the table, which was already a foregone conclusion, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but we did it by gaining another three points against Crystal Palace. We are back by The Athletic, of course, the home of football writing. Uh, some great writers, Rafa Honigstein, and we've got an interview lined up for this week. Um, also Simon Pearce, Simon Pearce, Simon Hughes, James Pearce and the like. Uh, you can get 50% off your yearly subscription, taking it down to around about £2.50 per month by going to www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash TV. The offer won't be on for too much longer, so make sure you do take advantage of that now. Anyway, uh, to Stay Whore, to Ben Kelly and to Ross Chanley who joined me for this one. Um, tough old game, that's Stay. Tough old game, Chris. I think you've you put that very well. Um, Liverpool have recently got into this habit, haven't you? not playing particularly well or having to grind out late winners or equalisers and what have you I think this was probably the, the worst they've played in all of those games You know, United wasn't brilliant first half but it was an improved second half I don't think they were very good at Palace for the majority of the game Like we do create chances but we were, we were second best in, in a lot of areas which it, I don't know whether it was the, the injuries or, or fitness or international break or just because the other team played well which is allowed you know, we just it always felt like a slog from very early on and you're just waiting for it to click and it'll come soon and we'll work our way into it and it just never did and in the end like I say we we scored two rather scruffy goals we you know they, they missed an absolute sitter so I think we I don't think we got away with it because you've got world-class players and when you've got that in your team the margin of errors is a bit bigger but if I was Crystal Palace a fan I would be thinking you know, we probably should have got at least a point from that. That would ben, be disappointed. Ben, you watch a lot of football, don't you? And, and, you know, I think that was probably the best Crystal Palace have played all season. Yeah, um, I think it's, it's difficult because Crystal Palace are in that cluster of teams where you don't really know what 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 who was going to show up? You know what I mean? Like because obviously, really against Man City they were quite poor. But then you know you you, you go and watch. Obviously, I think they've um, they've put in a couple of good performances over the course of the season. And and it, it's a bit like you know they're one of the teams with with Bournemouth and and, and Wolves who can kind of like 
rocket up the league and then drop down a bit. You know, West Ham at the moment, you know, my perception of them was that they were quite good. And then I've watched the Tottenham game over the weekend and they were absolutely awful. So, you know, and they're, and they're sitting 16th, 17th now. So, so you know, again, it's all about which players are going to show up. You know, they've got the likes of Zahar, who I think everybody perceives as, you know, as an absolute world beater. And he played quite well, but again, his goal, goal scoring record has been quite poor this season. So, so you know, when, when you do go away to Palace, I think... Again, the perception is it's a it's a really tough, tough game. But a lot of teams do actually win there. They're not they're not brilliant at home. So I think it was important for us, especially having seen City won there quite comfortably the other week. Really, you know, if you want to, you know, be comparing our results all the time, it was important that we did come away. And yeah, Palace Palace played really well, but you know, we we took the opportunities. And uh, I think I think that could be a really important three points for us going forward. To be honest, Ross, why do you think Liverpool struggled in this game? Uh, a combination of everything that Steve said before. I think, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the international breaks, but I think, you know, we lose our rhythm. You know, particularly coming off the back of a win against Manchester City. I think Klopp said as well, that rhythm, isn't it? Yeah, but I think we got a lot better at it over the past two, three seasons. We Klopp had come back and we were traditionally lost this game or, or drawn it, but we, we were at the stage where we grind out results now. I think, you know, rhythm's the, probably the, the key word in that of everyone coming back and not knowing where they're at and kind of getting up to kind of go again. On top of Crystal Palace being, you know, a decent side and setting up fairly well, I think there's a, a perception. Well, for myself, I've seen a Roy Hodgson side, and I just equate a Roy Hodgson side to what Roy Hodgson was at Liverpool, and therefore just perceive that the shit. And they have got some good quality players, which you know, Steve says they are allowed to play well. I think Van Aanholt's another good one who think stuck out at the weekend, um, and I just think I think he always changes as well when you're playing like Chamberlain starts out left wide. You know, it, it's. That rhythm inside the actual squad as well. When you play the front three, there's that fluidity. But I think when you take one person out, I think it has a, has a little bit of an effect on the whole team. What did you make of the starting eleven, Steve? Because I mean, Ox does come out and he starts on the wing and stuff. And you know, for me, I understand that Sadio Mane can play that right hand side, but I always feel like Ox can't play that left hand side like Sadio Mane. So if there's going to be two positions, because Sadio Mane doesn't play the right hand side like Salah. You kind of, for me anyway, from the outside looking in, both positions sort of come down a notch. Whereas if you just played Mane on the left, at least you'd have him at a hundred percent, and Ox would be a bit of a drop off from from Salah. Why do you think he yeah, does it like in, that? In the build up for the for the show, I, I was I, I was saying like I would have played Chamberlain and I'd, I'd have played him left, but that was because I thought Milner was going to be left back, so I thought those two combined w- would almost give a bit of solidity on the left hand side. But however, with Robertson now being fit, it would make sense to have just swapped them over. It, it, it's one of them, isn't it? Maybe in training all week they've been planning for, you know, maybe in training they've been planning for Robertson not to play. So all week in training, it's been Chamberlain on the left, you know, for a few days. And all of a sudden, Robertson's past fit, so he plays. Mm-hmm. But it might be a bit too late for you to, for you to then switch it around. I don't, I don't know if that's, if that's what's happened. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I wanted Chamberlain to play and I thought it was right to play him on the left thinking that Robertson was out. Once Robertson was back, I would have just kept him and Mane on the same side. Again, it, 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 I don't know how big a, an impact like the week ahead is, but if Liverpool had been practising all week with Milner at left-back, for example, and Chamberlain in front of him, and then Robertson gets past fit, he only trains one day, doesn't even get in the whole session, and he's in, maybe Klopp's going, well, we've been working on this all week. I don't now want to, want to swap it. Well, my playing devil's advocate to that, I think... You're almost almost giving a bit of disservice to how good Mane is at tracking back. Because Mane's absolutely exceptional. And I think given the yeah, yeah. the lack of games that Chamberlain has played, 
I'd be more worried about Chamberlain because can he get up and down? Yeah, mm. I, I was. I was more thinking from a Wilf Zaha point of view in that. I would again. I'd want cover for for Milner on the left, but also was that Mane on the right to help Trent out a little bit against Zaha as well. Also, Chris, it's, it, like, again, it's, it's harsh on Chamberlain because he's he just he hasn't played enough football. He's, it's a, it's such a bad injury, and when he's played and, and played in the field, even he scored some worldies, hasn't he? But he hasn't been he even missed himself. He hasn't he hasn't been up to pace. So and it's a hard one to go into, isn't it? It's, it's a hard game. What I would say is that with the Mane from the right is that. It nearly works a couple of times. Hmm. You no, know, he, he he has the chance, you know, for being over, over the top, the Van Dyke over the top cutting in. It, there was there was times there where it, it was almost right. It, it, I just feel like whoever starting out wide in that front three when it isn't one of the front three, it's always such a big note. You know, it was a Riga at United, wasn't it? And it, it's been Chamberlain here. It is still a, 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 an area of the pitch where you're like. You can see why the Sancho links, for example. You can see why you would want some one more just top class player because there is still something missing. When Salah doesn't play or Mane doesn't play or Firmino doesn't play, the drop off for me is still too significant for a side who, you know, I think are the best team in the world at the minute. I think we are, but you want that gap to be closer, and I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, um, Ben, I think. Steve's right, and it's a player Steve really likes. Zaha, don't yeah. he? have done for a long time. I, mean, I remember sitting here probably two, three years ago when rumours where he was going for forty million. You were like, just bite the hand off and <laughs> yeah. stuff. I mean, he's a player. Although he gets his first goal of the season against us, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. He's a player who is a danger man who who forces Liverpool to make some sort of tactical tweaks. And, the, the 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 respect I think Liverpool showed him was we dealt with him the same way as we dealt with Sterling. Mm-hmm. Henderson was the guy who was helping Trent Alexander Arnold all the time. Yeah. And there was always two players against Will Zaha when he gets the ball. And you know, Liverpool that might have stunted them going forwards, but certainly it helped us against Zaha because listen, he didn't score until Henderson went off. No, he didn't. Um and I think th- it was clear that their game plan was a little bit of, you know, we've got Alexander-Arnold on that side. I think Zaha's had some joy out of Trent before and, and they, they were looking to target, you know, if they got they tried to get Zaha on the ball as much, as much as they possibly could. And yeah, you're right, we doubled up. And I think that's the beauty of our midfield in a way, in that particular midfield. And the way the way the the, the two eights, if you like, do cover wide and, 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 you know, double up on wingers, I think is very effective because obviously once they've got the ball, if they, once they win the ball back, Henderson in particular is very... Very good at spraying the passes all over the place as well from that position, so that you know, that helps. And then you've got the likes of Mane in that in that situation, um, who's going to come and, and potentially trap back and, and help out the cause as well. So you know, for me, the, these are the tricky players that you know. For me, I, I, I don't rate Zaha that highly personally. I think he, I think he's dangerous, but I think he, he's a bit. He's a bit like Adama Traore for me. I think he struggles with end product sometimes, and and you know that that's that's my opinion. Obviously, he gets the goal in the end, but you know, but he's still very very dangerous in terms of he, you don't really know what he's going to do next on the ball, um, and 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 not in the same way that Adama Traore himself doesn't know what he's going to do next with the ball. But I think I think Zaha, you know, you, 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 when you, you can see with the with with the goal itself, the way he, like you know he, he fakes it and all that, you know, you, he's a very unpredictable player in that sense, and I think that's why the extra attention was shown to him. I think I. Think I think Palace missed a little bit of a trick in that they didn't swap them over a couple of times. They didn't just spend ten minutes with Townsend and Zaha on the other side because Robertson's not fit and he admits that you know he's playing through the pain. Townsend got a bit of drill to Robertson a couple of times, didn't he? And, and yet he's he has to come inside and 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 he's trying to you know bend that one in like, like he can do. He's good enough to do it. 
I think at times if they'd have swapped them over, you might you, they might have been able to get to the byline a little bit more. Maybe they didn't want to cross on him because obviously we've got you know Virgil van Dijk in the middle. But I thought that when, when I was watching, I, I kept thinking if, if I was them, I, I would just have another, I'd have a go because they were actually both getting a little bit of joy. But you mentioned Henderson, who I thought was brilliant in a defensive role, was always covering Trent. You could have just threw Zahar on the other side and then asked Genie to do the same. And would he have done it as well? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. He's obviously a very good player. But I think if you're a Palace fan looking at that game, there's all, there's little tiny bits all over it where you're like, you know, that that could have been better. We could have saved the goal. We could have marked better on the on the other one. We we had chances. We widened the manager and. Again, I don't think he's a Hodgson isn't a very good manager, so maybe he doesn't adapt. We've seen this, but I think a, a really high class manager would have spotted these things maybe quicker and done something about it. Where Hodgson's kind of like, he's going to try and grind you and wear you down. We're going to do this and we're going to keep doing this and this and this. It nearly works for them, but I think I think a better manager might have been able to exploit Liverpool more. Do you know the, the thing that I keep thinking as the season goes on is when a team's going to not try and target sense because. Every team's targeted Trent and no one's won against us. Like, and, and is it now just a case of, well, everybody, like Hodgson's there, well, everyone's targeting Trent, he must be the weak link. I'm sorry, but I remember I listened to the Thierry Henry, uh, Jamie Carragher podcast over the weekend, which is absolutely brilliant. It was the first one of the greatest game podcast. And he was talking about, Jamie was talking about Thierry Henry and how he's the, you know, he used to go into games with him and he'd fear going into a game with Henry. He was the only player that ever got into his head. And he said, you know, I always felt like you got the better of me. And Henry wins. It's dead easy for a striker because you stuffed me many more times than I went past you. Because you could stuff me nine times in a game, but it didn't matter if I scored that one yeah. and got past you once. So that's why it's easier for a striker. And I felt, I feel after listening to that, that Ross, that's kind of what Trent's doing to players is 99% of the time or nine times out of 10, he's getting the better of Will Sahar. He's getting the better of every player he comes up against. And yet <coughs> he's still perceived as the weak link. I think it's, I think it's two things. I think it's once Liverpool have recognised it and they get Hendo and... Mane or Salero is on the pitch to go and track back to go and help him out because I think you have to, like you said with Sterling before, you know, you have to recognise that these and respect that these are quality going forward and obviously first and foremost Trent is a, a defender. But it improves him. So it's the same as Joe Matip. Joe Matip got targeted for ages and now he's a better footballer because people are throwing two, three bodies at him because they don't want to touch Virgil van Dijk. Well, I've got an even better centre-half on the back of people trying to target them. They're so, trading them up for us. Well, basically, well, basically, yeah. But then, then what's your other options? Well, we'll, we'll try Trent. Well, he's, he's trained up now and he's getting better. And you also have to take into consideration his age as well. You know, he's made mistakes before and, you know, I think Rashford's probably the one that everyone looks at when he was, you know, it was two seasons ago now. It was two seasons ago. We, like, we won trophies since then. You know, his mm. confidence will have grown. He's got better as a player. He will have matured more. His decision-making will have got better. He would have learned on the clock, never mind, as, or on the pitch as well. So he's improved as an all-round player. I think, it, I think what helps as well in that regard for an opposition is that they're trying to stay away from Van Dijk. Mm. So it's all right. You might be able to go down. Like, can we do something different? Can we go at Robertson? You're like, yeah, maybe, yeah. But then if we beat him, we're going to run into this you know, the best defender in the world who's probably going to win the Ballon d'Or. Or do we want to beat Trenton and have a go at Dejan Lovren or have a go at Joel Matip? I think that that's like, it, it is the lesser of two evils, isn't it? You'd, you'd much rather fancy yourself from that. So I do think that's probably... It's the same that, with Lovren as well. I think Lovren's got loads better. I don't know how his mistakes and stuff, but he gets targeted and Aston Villa, you've sound. They always sound on Sunday as well. There's always, there's always going to be... If I, listen, if I was game planning to beat Liverpool, I'd do this exactly, to be honest. I think I would go... I'd try and get in the channel between, between Lovren and Trent Alexander-Arnold just because... It isn't a weakness per se, but it's probably the least 
strength. I, I, I would just, I wouldn't want to go near Van Dijk because he's just too good. You'd have to try and stay away from him, and, and I think that's what happens to Trent a bit is that he does very much get left on an island. That's all he has done in the past. That you know, Salah won't do the track and back like Mane does, like you mentioned earlier. But now I think Liverpool and Klopp and whoever have identified that because in the last few games you mentioned the, the City game as well, Ross. It's, it's, there's always been someone over, over, and it was clear the second the ball went out wide that Henderson knew his role. Very self selfless of him, you know what I mean? He, he foregoes any attacking influence on the game, which again might impact. We're just implementing what teams have done for a year and a half now to Salah. Try and double that's, him up. That's all mm-hmm. we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're making sure that Hendo's there for the cutback. Yeah. yeah. When and if they want to go to the byline, go to the byline, because we know we've got Lovren who likes to head the ball out. We know we've got Matip. The goal is massive. Van Dijk, Allison. Yeah. But if you want to cut inside and take a shot, Hendo's going to be there. It's what they've done to Salah. It's not new that we're seeing here, so mm. I, I think Liverpool players can recognise it. Yeah, and yeah. It's it's interesting, but um, the big talking point coming out of the game is obviously Liverpool uh, VAR <laughs> again. Um, it, people just lose their heads on these, Ben, and it's fucking hilarious to be honest with you. Because and I'll, I'll listen. Look, there's people who tweeted. Liverpool won't win a league game when VAR comes in. And there's people who tweeted, you know, Liverpool will get relegated when VAR comes in. And now everyone's treating it was brought in to help Liverpool win <laughs> the league It's that meme, title. isn't it, where there's the two buttons and he's, like, sweating over which one to press a little bit. But it's, I don't understand how there's complaints about this. It's a foul. It's a push. It's a, And the thing is, the consistency, and I think one of the reasons it's given, the, the foul, is because the, the, the foul in the first place to give the free kicks dead soft. So the referee gives that. And then there's a, there's 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 more of a foul on Dejan Lovren as the ball comes in. So so I, 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 they I don't think there's no way that they could have not given that for me. This is VAR working perfectly. Yeah. This is what it, of all it's I it's got its faults. It really has. You know the Sterling goal or no goal, whatever. It's the time it takes. The, there are things that are wrong with VAR. This is exactly what VAR was for. It's the spot of foul the ref isn't going to see because the ref's eyes are on the cross and he's following the ball and he just sees it. Genie Wijnaldum, Tomkins at the back. And a man on the floor. He, he, he's got no idea what happens there. It's, it's just a foul. He just pushed him with two arms. If I was a Palace fan or a fan of an opposition team who hates Liverpool, which is you know, 91 other teams, apparently, I think, at the moment. 90. Who likes us? Well, the Berry have gone. Oh. They're neutral. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. care anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they probably hate us not giving them money. I don't know. But if, whoever it is... I'd be fuming at Ayu because there is no way in a million years you are going to get away with that anymore. It's just not going to... There's no need for it either. It's there? stupid. No. It's probably it's, not going to reach the ball. You can, you, there's ways of knocking Lovren out the way without just doing that. You can just lean into him, but you are always, always going to get called on. With VAR now, that is one of the things that it's going to stop. It's going to stop ALO's tactics like that. You are not going to get away with it. It was just absolutely brain dead from a fella who, you know, he misses a sitter earlier on and then he goes and does that he's effectively cost his, his team all two goals could you imagine how many penalties Skirt would give away if the, if the VAR was in yeah because that's what yeah. he that's, that's, all he did. that's all he did yeah. And yeah. I, you're right absolutely it's because he, he wasn't that good and, and that's it's kind of the same thing as that you used to be you, you used to be with it. and Liverpool have had players do this a lot you know every, every team has done the shit houses around the box of blocking goalies and little nudges and, and stuff like that that's all well and good. You cannot just think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to throw this fella on the floor. But why did the pundits stay or go, well, you know, it, it shouldn't have been given, but there was a push? 
Oh, because he wasn't anywhere near that. the ball. He, well, he wasn't going to reach the ball, so therefore the if foul for some reason doesn't count. I lamped you yeah. in the box. Yes. <laughs> right, and I was nowhere near the ball and VAR spotted to give it as a foul. And yeah. you get a pen. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's People are just idiots. Like, there are... It, are they letting their bias just completely... Or is it is it their bias against Liverpool or is it their bias against VAR It's now? their bias against VAR and it's their lack of understanding of the rules of football. Mm. You do not need to be touching the ball to be fouled. If, for example, if, if Zaha is running down the left-hand side and Venteke's in the box and Van Dijk just throws him on the floor, it's a penalty. It just, it just is, because he's fouled him. It doesn't matter where and where the ball is. It's absolutely irrelevant. The best one was... Um, Liverpool, I've seen a few things like, you know, yeah, it's a foul, but he wasn't going to get, he wasn't in, I was like, the, the sentence should stop after the word foul. Yes, it was a foul, full stop. Yeah. It does, everything else doesn't matter. Yes, it was a foul. That's it. it this it, is the kind of thing that VAR should hopefully, maybe this will be a good example of it over the weekend to the rest of the, this, that's the kind of thing that the, 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 it should stop, you know, because they, they went through a phase, didn't they, where I think it was Mike D in particular, just started giving a load of penalties for holding the box. Um, but, you know, if 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 the message starts to get to players that you know what pussies like you're just not going to get away with them anymore, and there's a fine example of it at Jordan I on, on Lovren, it should stop things like that because as it's, it is just a fact. It's a it's a direct attempt to stop they try and stop Dejan Lovren playing the ball. So if 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 everybody just plays fairly, <laughs> they're not going to have goals taken away from them. That's how that's how that's how it should work, and that's hopefully the way VAR you know continues to have a good impact. On the game. And also, if it was so clear cut that he wasn't getting the ball, why did he push him? It's stupid. He pushed yeah. him because he thought he might yeah. get the ball. Is ultimately what happened. Now he didn't know that Wijnaldum was going to have a superhuman leap rush and be able to flick the ball onto Tompkins' back stick to um, wrongly put the ball in the back of the net. It is what it is. Um, it just makes me laugh, to be honest with you. I think it's an absolute fucking disgrace that people are even arguing about it. And you know what? I will admit that I have over the years, said exactly the same things about Manchester United, by the way, <laughs> as an opposition fan. If VAR was in then, I'd be calling VAR for everything <laughs> when Manchester United were winning league titles over top of the table or winning trophies. I've called them lucky, I've called them jammy bastards, I've called them fucking all kinds for the amount of late goals they've scored and all that. It's because they were good. Ultimately, I, I really, I've always understood that they, they, they can't jam themselves to 13 league titles. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. They were good, and the sooner people start to recognise that Liverpool are good and they're making their own luck and they're not giving up and they're continuing to go and win games late, the better we'll all be. Yeah, it's the narrative from other people doesn't help, like you said, pundits or you know, the likes of Perry Hands who says like it's a terrible decision and stuff like that, Duncan Castles, people like that who, who complain about it, it's been a succession of decisions that have gone for Liverpool. But those fans that are saying that ignore the Bobby Firmino armpit offside or you know mm. the Chamberlain. Um, the Riga foul, yeah, the Riga foul, and all this other thing. So it's like the VAR, the like massive, good, was mad, Matt, massive Newcastle, one as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had good and bad for both, but they just choose to see it through through one way. And I, I mentioned the Paul Merson thing. He did a one eighty within the space of like forty seconds or something, mm. and he said exactly the same thing. You're going like, oh, it's not. It's, I think he said it shouldn't be. It should be a goal. And he's like, oh yeah, but he's fouled him. And I'm like, well, you just said he's fucking fouled him, you dickhead. You know what's mad is that I can't think of a VAR decision Liverpool have got that was that controversial. Like, I, 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 we've, we have been helped by VAR a, a decent amount, but there's nothing I think that is happening. There's nothing, there's, there's, not, there's, no, there's no 
There's nothing as bad as like I thought the Firmino yeah. one was 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 bad. I think City have had a couple against them in other games which have been. Is it the money penalty? People probably kicking off about, but he was kicked. Yeah, that, that's was one where that's one where it's not going to get overturned. You know, we got done in Napoli, didn't we? Where the fella probably dived on the floor yeah. and stuff. I think yeah. I don't think we've had an absolute shocker go for us. I think what's happened is we have been we have had VAR help a lot. You know, Chelsea get a goal this lab, Palace get a goal this lab, but the Chelsea one was offside. And this lad fouled this lad. It's just that I don't know. I don't. I don't get the fume. I think it is at the moment. People are for whatever reason just reluctant to like and give credit to Liverpool because you're lucky or you're jammy and they all hate our fans. And you know, there's videos going around of why do you hate Liverpool? Blah blah blah. That's all it is. It's it's just that there's a a reluctance to give this team and these players and this manager any credit for. There's nothing else they can say. Yeah, about for, the, no. so, for, you can't get 97 points and you've won a European Cup. But as soon as VAR comes in, you're knackered. Okay, here's VAR. Well, the only reason you're top is because of VAR. Maybe they're just dead good at footy. Maybe we've got one of the best managers in the world and seven lads who have nominated for the Ballon d'Or. Maybe that's why Liverpool are top of the league. And take the maybe out. Yeah. No, that, 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 that's the, the, the facts of it. It wasn't luck. It was a foul. And that, that's it. <laughs> That's so funny. Even though. fucking Roy Hodgson said it was a foul. I know, yeah, that's been <laughs> swept under the rug a little bit, of it, hasn't it? I, I don't believe a word he says, to be honest, Ross. So maybe it, <laughs> maybe maybe it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is a foul then if he said it. <laughs> um, okay, we'll move it on then. Um, we've talked a little bit about the first half. Let's talk about the second half. We obviously go in, it's nil nil. Uh, we come out, second half starts four minutes later. Steve Marnie scored to put his head. Um, that's now eight goals, two assists, and 13 Premier League appearance for Sadio Marnie. And in a team full of world-class players, is he the most important at the moment? Yeah, I think you're right. I think, in t- especially attacking, I think, again, I'll always, I'll always back Van Dijk, but in terms of our attacking player is, and he's just like, again, he's such, yeah, he's such a threat. I was thinking, the commentator was saying, he, he scored in his last five games against Palace now, so um, they obviously hate him. We've had those players, haven't we? We've had the, the Johnny Walters and the, the Jamie Vardy's, who you, Sergio Aguero, every time we go, go to City, where you just yeah. you can almost guarantee they're going to get a goal, is that they must feel the same way about Mane, who it's probably, you know, it isn't, it isn't his best attempt he'll ever take. You know, I don't know, it's impressive to roll it down your kneecap <laughs> onto your shin and into the goal. He reacts, he reacts well to the ball because it, it, it's, it's meant for, it looks like it's meant for Firmino, doesn't it? And he does, he does right. It's just, a, it, again, it, it's kind of a reflection of their performance in that it's scruffy. But it's just about good enough, and that's kind. It kind of summed up the whole. Just of the got game. over the line. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, it was a it got a bit of luck. It wasn't meant to happen. It kind of rolled down his leg. The goalie should save it. You know, it, it, it's it's one of those where you're just thinking, if you're a Palace fan, you're thinking not him again. It's like again, John Walters would do it, or Vardy would just score like a random goal, and you think, oh for fuck's sake. And it's it's kind of that again. It's like he was destined to score against Crystal Palace because he always seems to score against Crystal Palace. What what do you think it is that's changed in in Marnie? I think the I don't know. It's difficult. I I I feel like I, I've said this before on shows. This when last last December when we played Napoli at home and we we beat them one nil and we, and we went through. Marnie had about five chances and we we should have won that game three four nil. And ever since then that game felt like a real turning point. Ever since then I feel like his finishing has become a lot more clinical. I feel like his his, his energy on the pitch has gone up another level and he's all round just looked a lot more dangerous. Uh, 
at all times. And I don't know whether in, in particular, you know, that, that game was a turning point for him and, you know, he went out and he's, he's spending the hours working on his finishing or whatever. It's just felt that since then he has gone up a level in his game and whether or not it's because at the same time Salah's gone through a couple of dry patches himself and, and that's made us more pay more attention to Mane, whether it's the fact that Salah's reputation brings a little bit more space to Mane, but I, I think that probably was the case at some point, but at the, I think by by this stage, I I look at our starting eleven, and, and when Salah wasn't fit at the weekend, and when Salah wasn't fit against Man United, it's now, I'm my thought process is, well, I'd probably rather Salah not be fit than Mane, I, I, personally, because I just think... He's a little bit more unpredictable, and and in the sense of again, you know, his, his finishing's gone up, but I just feel like he, he's got that little bit. The Southampton goal away, where he, he cuts inside, and it's all done. It seems to all be done in, in the space of one movement, where he cuts inside and he's hit it. Saying it's Newcastle at home, Salah for me, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like he can be a little bit easier read by defenders, and you know, when when, when Salah's on form. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, Salah is Robin, Arjen Robin. Mm. That you know exactly what he's going to do, but you but can't, you can't stop, stop him. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Sadio Mane isn't that. Sadio Mane, as you say, will do something that you're on. Like, yeah. Manuel Neuer, ask him about mm. if he thinks Sadio Mane mm. is unpredictable, and he'll probably give you an answer of yes, <laughs> yeah. fairly unpredictable. Yeah. Um, I, think that, I think there might be two things to it. I think one, footballers get better around this age. When he's, he's 27, he's at his peak. You'd always say footballers' peak years are what, 25, 29. He's right in the middle of that. So that's one thing. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think the emergence of Robertson's helped him a lot as well in that. He's in between the posts more. Mm. You know, look where he gets that ball. He's, he's in the middle. He's in the box. He's, mm. he's in the middle of the goal, and he's there because he, he was Robertson's there to provide the width. You know, when we had James Milner playing left back, or, or maybe Alberto Moreno, just nowhere near the the 
the standard of what Andy Robertson is. Salah would, sorry, Mane's game would be to, to pick the ball up, kind of what Salah does now, pick, pick the ball up and drive into the box. Now he's in the box, but he doesn't have to take the ball with him because we break and, he, and Robertson's do, that, that's Robertson's job. And Firmino's in the air creating gaps as well, so Mane can just get himself in, in between the sticks. And that's why he's scoring more goals. I mean, uh, going back to Ben's point, sorry, I'll yeah. come back on to you, Ross, then. Um, going back to what Ben was saying, it was like December last mm. year, he said the, the Napoli game. I looked into his, his XG and stuff, and obviously people will know who, who um, subscribes to the RedmenTV.com that uh, are massively into me football stats and stuff. Now, I looked two seasons ago where he uh, underperformed the goals that he was expected to score. Mm-hmm. Last season, he overperformed the goals he was expected to score by about five or something. This season, he's on about par for doing that again. He's about two points, four one goals up on what he's expected to score. So there is something, I think, in what Ben's saying there. With He, he just seems to be more clinical. Now, I don't know exactly the same as you, Ben, whether he is working on it, but there certainly seems to be... I don't know whether it's like, coupling it with his performances and him talking outside the game. There's a belief and a drive and a determination yeah. that I think he might have more than anybody else. Yeah. I think he now truly believes he can achieve everything that he wants to achieve at Liverpool Football Club. Yeah. And he is striving, like everyone else in the squad, to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's... It... Yeah, there's, there's certainly evidence to suggest that, isn't there? You know, because it, the, the, how many games this season have, have, have we have we seen crucial goals? You know, from from Sadio Mane, the the, the Villa corner. You know, the, where he's just that extra little bit of, as you say, drive and determination to, to reach that ball and, and get the right connection on it to, to put put that's that that is that isn't just talent. That's just want and belief and bravery. Uh, and yeah, yeah but, you know, to, to get in there in the, in the 94th minute. You know, to to, to 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 bury that. I think I think he's. I think he's quality, and you know, obviously, everybody in that squad. I think the other thing is not just Mane having won the Champions League in June, and I think seeing that bus parade, I think, really does elevate what they think about the club to another level. To the extent of they'll all be absolutely desperate now to win this Premier League title because they are they know how much you know the the, the legendary status they're already at. I think they now all have a bigger picture because it's difficult for us as fans to appreciate that. I think they all now have a bigger picture of, of what kind of levels they'll go up to if they deliver this league. Go on, Ross, I interrupted you, uh, sorry. Uh, no, that's right. I, I think it's everything the lads have said, and I think you, you look at his, his attitude change, I think, because Salah came in and won the Golden Boot and they were joint last season. I think there's a, that's healthy competitiveness. The Trent and Robbo have got, I think Mane have got that, and I think it's all down to his, his attitude and, and his belief, like, like the lads have said. But you'd love to look at like the, the Burnley game. You know, he gets substituted and he's pissed off because you know he hasn't been set up to go 4-0 up. I mean, that's the attitude that you want of someone who wants to go and win stuff. And I think that's a, a you know carried on from winning the Champions League, like the lad said in the Super Cup and stuff. And just wanting coming so close to winning the Premier League, I think he knows they can they can do it. If he, you know if he take those extra things and extra gambles and give an extra ten percent by putting you know your body on the line or doing whatever. And also the fact that you know we mentioned Salah has two three people around him all the time. Mm. We can't mark, mark both of them all the times. We said pick your poison. Was Lee Sally around, and he's unpredictable as well. So you know, we could have Robert go around the outside, but he might go inside, or he doesn't need Robert sometimes. You just like Southampton, you know, just do you? He's a quality uh, player. And uh, listen, coming come back straight to you again, Ross. Firmino really should have killed that game off, shouldn't he? Mm. I mean, it was I don't know how, the, how you say the lad's name, but I'm going to go with Guaita. Um, made an absolutely brilliant save. I think when I was watching it on the telly the first time, I, they showed about three angles and I couldn't see a touch. It wasn't until I watched match of the day where I realised that he actually did poke it round the post, but. I thought that was him 
and I'd, you, I'd like to know your thoughts on this. I thought that was in with a poor finish. I think the finish is absolutely brilliant and the saves world class. Yeah, it just seemed a bit unorthodox, didn't it, to try and toe poke it, you know, particularly when he had you know the space and the time to probably open his, his body up a little bit and, and put it in one of the corners. But... Give it a little R2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe even a little chip, you know. He well, not even looked, he looked this time as well. I mean, that's where he went wrong, because he was looking what he was doing. Um, but again, it's, you know, it is a good save. I, I first saw it and thought he did save it. Um, but that's... It's another one of those where you think you know, he had a chance. I think Manny had a chance earlier on, maybe to put put the game to bed. I think he went he went one on one. He put it wide. That was before one 0 yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was head nose two ball. Yeah. Oh my days. When that starts that starts happening, and still, you know, we should know different. The players don't have the same mentality as particularly me. Going, oh, this is the game where we, you know, we're going to draw. This, this is kind of one of them because we need to take those chances. And you know, you think of Crystal Palace to come back, particularly the game was going, we weren't great at come back and punish us, but you know, credit to the goalkeeper. To I disagree a bit in that it is unorthodox, and again, it, it is a great save, that's correct. I think he has to score that. I don't think he needs to tow it into that, try and do what he does. He could just put a bounce with his left foot. I don't think, or, or just bend it round him. Yeah, that's the point. If you bend it, it goes round the keeper's hand. Yeah, I don't think he set he, it out and it comes yeah, back. Exactly, in. I think it is a very good save, but he shouldn't have had any chance to save it. I think for me, you know. For whatever reason, do you think it was to do with the pace on the ball from Robertson? Because it, it is probably a yard too far for him. Yeah, maybe, maybe he does have to just reach for it. But again, has he got time to take a touch? I don't know. I just think that's a very ha- he can. He's listen. He's world class. He's he's Brazil centre forward, and not many of those are crap footy. So he can do what he's tried to do. I just think sometimes with Firmino, he does try and do the the impossible. Not the impossible, but. The more difficult thing because he can, he's, he's got the ability. And in his head, he's probably thinking, the last thing this goalie's expecting is me to try and bend the toe here in that corner. I just I think, suppose that's it. When I'm running through on goal, I've got one, I've got one trick to go to. <laughs> Firmino's got to make a decision yeah, yeah. between the 3,000 different yeah. ways he could put the ball in the back of the net. And that might just be more difficult for him than <laughs> just having one trick. You know what? We're not brilliant at one on ones. All three of them. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. We're not. We've done a few of these right now where we've, you know, Salah. It's Salah at. Goodison last year. Salah at Sheffield United this year, was it? When he goes through. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We've had Manny's had a couple where you've done, again, not amazing at it. At times, we're not particularly brilliant at that, which is odd because it's one of the easiest things you'd expect from a striker to be able to score that. But it's a different mentality, isn't it? When you're burning down on a player. Yeah, yeah. Again, maybe it's because, like I say, you've got so many options, you're trying to choose which one to go. Our best one-on-one player for a long time, Torres was amazing at it. Like it was just a goal every single time. Daniel Sturridge was good at it, provided he could run fast enough to get there. Because mm. you'd always just go around the goalie and score. For whatever reason, at the minute these three aren't again. It's a minor, tiny little flaw in the game. Is that we probably should score more of those. That should just be tuned on the game. Should be dead. You know, and then in the end, it doesn't hurt us, but. It really, really could have. No, yeah, you're right. It could have. I would expect Liverpool's number nine to, to to score from there, if I'm honest. And and then I think he was a Liverpool's number nine. He came on Christian Benteke. Mm. Um, yes, he was. He really, really he was. I jinxed it. I very, very nearly <laughs> jinxed it because the thing is, right? Everyone will have probably seen it, and if you haven't already, we've broken the couch and. It's now propped up on a load of books, and and, and much like Liverpool side of ben, old, yeah. Ben yeah. Sitting there. the lightweight, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's, why, that's exactly why um, it's why Ben's sitting there, and I'm not. Yeah. Like, if you're wondering why, we'd have needed a, a reinforced, but we'd have been like ten encyclopedias if it was me. We just got away with Stevie G's biography for now. Some some great authors on there, to be honest with you. Red Odyssey by Jeff Golden is absolutely brilliant. James Milner, obviously, I've not not read that one yet, but I'm sure it is. Benitez, Simon Hughes is there, I think. 
uh, Stephen Gerrard and uh, Mark Platt, the Red Journey, very good as well. Um, that wasn't that wasn't in the agenda to plug them, but I think it's absolutely worth it. And very sturdy books. Yeah, I was going to say if you've got a table and he's boxing off James Milner's books. Yeah, got you got your got your sorted. sorted. Um, so yeah, we broke the couch. The books have fixed the couch. I can't remember where I was going before that. Benteke, Benteke, yeah. Hey, that was it, yeah. thank you, Ross. So you were listening after all that. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and I very, very nearly jinxed it because I asked Tom, who was sat in that chair, which is why I'm looking at Ben right now, mm. have, pa- have Palace had all three of their subs? And he said, yes. So I went, Benteke's fucking shit. <laughs> they hadn't had all three of their subs. They'd had two. And Ben Teke <laughs> comes on, and you just like I, at one point I was sat behind cushions when the Palace were attacking because I just Paul basically wanted to hurt me. He wanted to hurt me a lot more than normal. You've never got over that in the Ashton one, have you? It's been going on since before then. I remember. Do you remember when we were two 0 up against Everton, and they drew two all with us, and there was a bar. Fucking, <laughs> we were two 0 up quite early on. It was probably like. 2010, 2011, something like that. And I was watching it with my brother, who's obviously a Blair and Paul. I went, fucking hell, this is easy, isn't it? I wish every derby was like this, too. So it's been going on. For bringing years. the ass on his crap, isn't he? Hull scores. Yeah, that's just I was happened that to one. be live on YouTube <laughs> as well. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, so that's why I check now. Yeah. Not my fault that I'm playing fucking idiots. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it is my fault. It's only my fault. I'll say, yeah, you are. Someone needs to learn to count to three in this gaff. I think that's what the... Me and Tom, yeah. by, by, by all accounts. Anyway, uh, Christian Benteke nearly scored the fucking goal that <laughs> About two minutes later, and the looks that everyone was giving me. It was very... Fucking hell, mate. It, it was very, very close. He's got that... He's, okay, we've seen the goal at United, haven't we? He's, he's definitely got that in his locker. And for, for what, I don't get Benteke. I don't understand why he's not good, because he should be brilliant. He's got everything, he really has. He's just got no confidence whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the issue is, he doesn't score goals. Like, he's very, very poo. He, he, but he, he doesn't wasn't play a lot, though, does he? For, yeah, well, not even now, he doesn't he, score goals. That's because he doesn't score goals. Mm-hmm. For Villa, he scored, he was, the reason he got the move, because he was, he was all right. He was Bully, he does. Yeah. But I remember, him, was it Coutinho's first game? He came on as a sub, and Villa were tonking us. Did he beat us about 3-0 yeah, or something like that? Like, yeah, he's done a few. And done a few, he like. fucking ripped us a new arsehole. To be fair, he does well for the goal as well. He sends Degsy Robin down the river. Maybe like a little step over. Um, yeah, you're just a jinx, mate. You need to just, you need to, uh, you need to no. just keep, keep, maybe take notes. Just like subs, just like a ref. Just be a ref. Just note down yellow cards <laughs> and subs because I, I obviously not. I, I did watch the video afterwards, and as soon as I saw, as soon as you said it, Paul's face was like you'd shit on his doorstep. <laughs> he was just like. What have you done? <laughs> we are losing this league title because you can't counter free. I was in the batter, yeah. He really was. He fucking gets his retribution later on anyway. Um, but yeah, Christian Benteke. Their goal though, Ben, that was an interesting one because Trent, Lovren's fuming because Trent gives the ball away high mm. up the pitch and yeah. he's not able to get back and get the ball off. So aha. Then Lovren's on an island that he doesn't like to be on. Um, which is out wide with no support. Ben Teke does something that I think I was a bit surprised that he did. But from there on in, I actually thought it was well classed their goal. Yeah, I thought it, it, I think we again because we had the ball out of the pitch. Don't we? I actually I actually knew about the goal before before it had gone in. I I had a, I stupidly checked the other scores and saw in that small small window where I could have learned about a goal yeah because because I I was anyway so I, like, not your fault you, not your fault no, anymore no, no but, but yeah, mm. why 
What? Why? Because I'd added a notification for another game, so I was looking at that and then. So. So, because why, why is the why is the other game more important than us? He just looked at us. No, no, why? He's a millennial. Why? He's a millennial. Why? I don't understand why people do it. Just watch the game. Everton will get a beat. So they always get beat. Yeah, that's, that's what it, was, it, it wasn't that game. I don't. I don't. I can't explain it. I just saw a. I saw a goal. I, I just. I just that's did. Goal, it just happened. I just, yeah. I, just can't, I just can't fucking no. I yeah. just, it's, no. it's like if you are watching one of these. Listen, I would never watch an illegal stream because it's illegal and it's against the law. Well, we were reacting to I, Radio yeah, City. Exactly. Stay. Yeah. No. And you we should just all looking at the radio. I agree. And you should never do it. But <laughs> I, I've been told that if you watch one of these streams, they sometimes have the chat on the side of the thing. And there's always people spoiling goals for you. I've been told that again. I couldn't confirm this or deny it, but apparently that's a thing that happens. There wasn't a chat on the radio. No, yeah, sometimes there is, oh. and then sometimes, sometimes, for example, some fella might just go Zaha, <laughs> really, and, like the, and, he's, and, and, and he's got the ball on the halfway line, and that could happen to some people. And some people are like, "What? How's he scored from here?" It didn't happen to me, but it might have happened to all the people to Stefan yeah. from, from nice France. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I he also supports Liverpool. Yeah, okay, he's bald. Yeah, yeah. Uh, poor Stefan. He knew the goal was going. He knew he was like, he knew, and he was he was thinking when Zaha got the ball in the halfway line. How they got the ball? How they scored for me? Is he going to score goal of the season? Because Stefan has found out that that, 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 the, that the goal has gone in by some fellas. It was Zaha one one on the side of the chaffing. Stefan should have turned the chat off, shouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like Stefan. Don't be like Stefan. Don't break the law, it's naughty. Yeah, there you go. He got his come up and stare, didn't he, old Stefan? Um, great goal. Great goal, yeah. Yeah, because he obviously, I think obviously the way they break forwards, Zaha then moves central. So I think that throws everybody a little bit because I think it's Benteke out wide who then brings back in. He gets the better of lots. You know, I think you said at the time it might be a different situation. Lovren just doesn't. Farewell in those situations. There was a way at Genk the other week where he gets bullied, and that's how we can see the goal late on. Um, but you know, the ball then falls to Zaha, and it's and obviously we're still trying to get back, but he just keeps his composure. And, and to be fair to him, I know I've said earlier on that he, you know I still don't think his end product can be is brilliant, but it's a really good little side step. And Robertson, who's tucked himself in, you know, just sells himself a little bit, and then it, and then it's a good finish as well. And I think, I think again, I think it's just the fact that we've lost the ball so high up the pitch, and it's taken us so long to get back. And then the confusion of Zaha, Zaha standing moves. central, I think, I think just just knocks I thought, us a bit. I thought Townsend's ball was brilliant. Yeah. That's like one of those last millisecond decision to play the ball across because I think he's shooting and he just pulls it back and mm. just plays a brilliant ball and then the, the the greatest bit of skill that Zaha did is not touching the ball and letting Robertson go. And it does it does Origi as well. Origi's coming from behind uh, and Robertson's coming across and again he just he kind of sells them both down the river with just a little feint and then the finish is class. It really is and that's the thing with Zaha is that when you when you watch that you can see why. Again, I've, I've always rated them but maybe because I've seen them more against those than everyone else's but... He, if he did that more often, he would be playing for Real Madrid or, mm. cause he, he, or Liverpool or whoever, I don't know. In the summer, the only teams we wanted them really were Everton. And there was talk of Arsenal until the price got a little bit high for them. I think Everton were prepared to pay, apparently were prepared to pay what it was. There's probably a reason why it's that he doesn't do it more often. because It's his first goal of the season, isn't it? Yeah, and he, he's had a cob on for a few weeks apparently and he, he hasn't been happy and he didn't eat whatever. He, he, again, wanted the move. He's just, he should be happy he fucking stayed and didn't go to Everton. He's got the minute in time, yeah, maybe that's what's, maybe that's what's happened. 
he's got the notifications on as well. He's realised they've been a two 0 down to Norwich. Thinking, thank fucking Christ, with our smile again now. It's like he can be amazing, and maybe maybe just need to coach or a manager or a team to get more out of him, because that that was that was brilliant. The whole it was a really really well worked goal. My, before we move on to the, and it was brilliant. Someone should just foul Zara on the halfway line. Mm. Someone just boot him. Like the, the yellow card that Fabinho took earlier, someone needs to take that yellow card there. Trent, Trent it's Trent, it. yeah, just Trent and Fabinho are the two tacking him. I yeah, think. so just, just next time maybe just kick him, just take the yellow. It's interesting that Henderson had been taken off at that point and conceded the goal because yeah. that's exactly what happened at Manchester so, City as well. It, it was, th- it was like th- I think he was taken off in the 79th and they scored in the 81st or 83rd or something. Like he that. keeps taking, taking Henderson off, doesn't he? I don't know whether I don't know if it's a fitness thing or I, whatever. This is my, my runs himself I, into I'd, the ground to be fair. I'd love he? to know how the distance he's ran in those mm. times and why he's taking him it's off because I think that's probably the only stat that you can't get that might explain why he's yeah. being taken off he was ill at City stuff. as well yeah, yeah he, he was, was and yeah. obviously it's a bad sub I've praised Klopp subs all, he's made some really good subs all season you know, he's, he's done well at he, again Sheffield United he makes some good subs and he's he, all through, throughout the, the season he's done really well at it um, there's also Napoli on Wednesday as well. Maybe, yeah, I, I, again, but even so, I, I think it's a bad sub. At 1-0. Yeah, at yeah. 1-0 to ask Milner to come on and get up to speed. And but by it, the way, your job is to mark the one player who but is... Mil- but Milner moves to the left. Yeah. So Wijnaldum moves to the right. So, why, so, so you, you, you're doing two you, changes. You're two changes in one. Yeah, I don't. unless, again, I might be wrong, and I Henderson might just be absolutely flogged and he has to come off. I, I would get it. I don't know. I, I, I don't like that sub at 1-0. I, I think... Henderson had been doing well enough against Zaha that you would. Why would you want to change it again? Unless he, unless he's for just eleven give, minutes. Unless he's just given the nod, say I am absolutely spent. Excuse me. Maybe he just wants Milner on the pitch to try and sort the game out. Mm. Again, make, would make sense. But I would do that. For, if you want that, enough, I'd, I'd take one out of off. Yeah. I don't think. No, I agree with I that. I think it was a poor sub. I think you are changing the one. That's their. That's their go-to. They, if they're going to score, it's probably going to come down that left-hand side, isn't it? I, I'm not sure why you would do it again, unless Henderson was absolutely goose. But he didn't look like he was Jaden in, in certain games. He, you can tell Henderson's mm. probably needs to come off because he starts running with the kink in his neck. Yeah, it's like an horse trying to get going a bit more. He starts giving it out. <laughs> he, he, was, he didn't look like that was happening this time. He looked all right to me. And Ross, it, it didn't last for long. They were ahead for like three and a half minutes before we finally put the ball in the back of the net again. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, again, as I said before, I get into that mentality of this is the one, but this Liverpool side just don't give up and, and take the chances. And <laughs> I watched it back and Palace left Van Dijk unmarked and I let him have a free run at the ball. I mean... Who does that? Yeah, exactly. Who does that and what, what do you expect? But, you know, they had bodies on the line. I think there's about three or four people on the floor at one point. It's actually a really good finish by Firmino as well yeah, because it's, it's there's, there's ten people from... It? Yeah, and I think he's got Manny just kind of blocking off the goal. So you've got to get it in a tight gap, but make that split to split second decision to go, well, that, that's where I'm putting it, and it's out. It's probably a good job he didn't toe-poke that one, to yeah. be fair, because he did. It, it was a nice little left-footed finish from him there. Um, I love the fact that Salah was coming on, because you see the celebrations, and Salah's completely stripped, celebrating with Jurgen Klopp, and then we don't see Salah and we see Joe Gomez. But that just shows, tells you, Ben, exactly what Klopp's mindset is, and it has yeah. been all season long. Need to win this game. In the, I think, again, as, as I touched on earlier, I think the fact that City have already won there this season, Klopp will be, Klopp will be looking at you know all his data and all that and going, well, City have got the three points in this fixture, so we need to get the three, three points in he's this fixture. He's willing to risk one to lose. He's willing to lose that one to gain three. Isn't he, this yeah. year? We've, we've had this conversation on, on various shows. Sheffield is the one that springs to mind, isn't it? He's willing to go for it. Right, rightly so you've got to more These, managers should be yeah absolutely you know what the draws yeah whatever if, just go try and win um, on the goal itself Palace man mark don't he 
Um, is, is it a bit of both? No Van Dijk didn't. No Van Dijk didn't. I wonder what's happened. It looks clever though, because Lovren does kind of, the, the run kind of blocks the, blocks each other off. Lovren and Benteke are hard to bargain. Yeah, and a, so I think the plan is for, for let Van Dijk come into, the, into our area and then we'll go with him. But the, the, you get blocked off. Um, it's odd. I think if I was playing the ball, I'd just have, I would man mark Van. Even if I, even if we go zonal, I would still probably have someone close. You don't want him having a free. That he had like five yards, and the space was huge. The, prob- the problem with just and this is just an opinion. The problem with just one person man marking a big guy is it ruins the zonal because the, there's the three in front mm-hmm. of the defensive line on the edge of the six that block players off. If you're asking a player to then block or not block. It's too easy for two men to go yeah. either way round round people, and when that happens, Van Dyke's free. You could and that that might well have been what happened. Yeah. I haven't watched it back enough, yeah. but that's the problem. Make, you have to go all in on one system or the other. Yeah, true. I don't think you can go. But then block him. A great mix. Because then no one's blocking him because he's he, he, the, he his run starts from the edge of the box. Yeah, he's on, no the, he's on the he's on the D, and it's like, and I was watching. Think I, at first I thought I could see it, and I was thinking, are you going to do that? You know where they sometimes edge of the box and someone volleys it in. I think mm. Paul Scholes did it a couple of times. I was thinking. And he set an arrow for Van Dijk because it was obvious. He was just on his own, and I was like, "Why is no one marking him? Have we got something planned?" The end. We obviously did. It was just. It, it was that. But then, like you know, me and you are big NFL fans and stuff, and I've watched Van Dijk do so many things to cause confusion on corners. Yeah. He quite often is a decoy by just before the corner's happening, he's waving his hands in the air like this. Everyone's looking at him, going, "Shit, they're doing something, <laughs> Van Dijk, and we hit it near post and score." Yeah. So they could have been, they could have got been like, oh god, we've seen this before. We know Van Dyke's just a fucking thing on the edge of the area. Nine times out of ten, that might be the way. It's it's odd. It's odd to let him off that run because if the ball's on his head, he'll score. It falls to his feet, and to be fair, he does well to to manufacture a shot. He he, he changes body shape well, and then from there, Palace have an absolute shocker. I think yeah. Schlupp's on his arse, and he nearly scores an own goal. MacArthur kind of does something. Van Arnold kind of. Just toeies it to Firmino. It's like it's a goal. I've seen Liverpool can see that goal a few times where it's mm. just an absolute shit show of, of like it just needed one fella to put his foot on the ball and then absolutely bladdered it somewhere. But it was kind of like they were all in each other's way, so there was no clear path to to smash it somewhere because it's going to hit on the head. It was bizarre. I think you see Van Arnold. The mad thing is. There didn't seem to be a Liverpool player in those. No, that's players, what I'm saying. Yeah, it, was, it was just it was each other. It was like to me to you, and I think they all blame Schlupp at the end because all three of them look at him like as it say, "Why are you on the floor? And why are you trying to score a <laughs> own goal? Because what? Because he runs back and he kind of kicks it towards his own goal, yeah. and then that's what causes the chaos. It was it was like, and then I see you just see. I think as he goes in, someone you know, when they do that thing when they boot the ball away, I think it hits him. Why you on the floor? And then you all just look at him and just say, "You fucking idiot! You, you, what the fuck? What are you the schlup are you doing? Wait, why are you on? Why are you on? The, why are you playing for our team? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the look they give him. And then finally, the player that you wanted us to sign, Steve misses a fucking open goal. Ah. And he gives us the three points. I yeah, can see why you wanted to sign. Yeah, I mean that's the reason why he plays for Crystal Palace because he because he does that. Um, I wasn't sure we were speaking to Ben before. Like, how is he that free? And we watched it upstairs. Mm. Basically, man, he doesn't track him. Mm. No, but Manny, mm. no, he does run past them. Mm. Man, Manny's with him on the edge of the box. Rec- I recognise that, but I think you only have to look at what Robertson was doing to also say it's not just fair to blame Manny. No, no, that. I don't think I don't think I blame. It's it's one of those where it's, it's a second ball. Liverpool don't defend particularly well. It happens a lot when we defend corners. Is that Robertson ends up playing right back for the minute, doesn't he? Because he's Cause always they, the near post area. Um, 
I just think if I'm, if I would like my winger, if he sees their winger going that way to go, you know what, I probably just best go with him. Yeah, I think and he is an acres. He is an acres. He's in absolutely acres of space, and I think there's there's blame to be apportioned to both Robertson and Mane in that one. Mm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But then, like I say, I, it's an absolute sitter. I think, a, given the situation, I, 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 I'm with you. Give, given the time of the game and the, you know we're about to win, Mane doesn't need to be going anywhere. He just 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 tuck in, just tuck in, <laughs> and, and see the game out. You know, we, we we're winning the game. You know, it's not like we're looking to. Push forward ourselves and grab a grab a late goal or a, you know a late equaliser. Just 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 tuck in and and, and fill that gap. There's, a, there's clearly a gap there. You know, okay, I, I need to see it again and, and properly watch what Robertson's doing. But you know, you need an, you just need an extra man there in that situation for me to just to just to fill. Yeah, just to fill I, it I think I, I I definitely disagree. I do think that Robbo probably started making his way to left back. I think that's what they were thinking mm. was happening. I yep. think the switch was probably back on, yeah. and Robbo ends up in the middle of the crowd of Liverpool players, and then goes shit. It's gone over the fucking yeah, top. Yeah, he knows he's in trouble. Um, so for me, both, but not asked. Um, I've, I struggled with this, Ross, and I know you're going to be doing the man of the match show later. But if we can just have a, you know, just the player man of the match from each of you, uh, just three contenders for me, probably. I think okay, Manny. Just, just, just mm-hmm. one. I'll, I'll go for Bino. Fabinho. Okay. I thought Van Dijk or Henderson. Van Dijk. Yeah, Van Dijk for me. Van Dijk. I think. Yeah. I, I, he... I really... I, I, yeah. I, all right, now, who were your three? Van Dijk, Fabinho and Manny. Hen- I think Henderson deserves a shout. Um, I, I give Van Dijk... Some of the headers that Van Dijk was winning were big, big headers. They're, they're goal headers that, you know... They, he just, the ball's like a magnet. It must be horrible because your game plan must be keep the ball away from him and, yeah. and yet he, he heads everything you know it's where it, it either finds its way to or he finds its way to it I imagine it's probably the latter every single time there's ones where he's running down the side of the pitch and he's just like he just cruises and, and like where Lovren gets in trouble against Ben Tete Van Dijk would just box that off mm-hmm. he's just so much better he, he's like it's amazing how good he is like I, I think Klopp said in the Ballon d'Or wise you know if you give the Ballon d'Or to the best player of the generation Messi wins it every time. If you give it to the best player of the last 12 months, then it's Virgil van Dijk. And it's hard to argue. It's it's those hidden, not, not so much hidden, they are moments that we've seen Liverpool conceive from before. Corners mm. into the box, crosses into the box, where not only not only does he head it, he heads it absolutely fucking miles. I'm also a bit, I, I, I don't think I could, if you were picking between the centre-arts, I couldn't tell you who was better. I think I thought, Dijk, I thought yeah. Lovren was just as good yeah. but off, off one watch. Yeah, by yeah. the way, um, I'm going to watch it back before I hopefully do a stats and tactics later on, uh, which will be available on the RedmenTV.com. Uh, but that has been the final word. Um, we'll do the Around the League show later on. Uh, we normally dive a little bit into some of the weekend's games, but the show's run on a little bit. Um, ben, you'll be doing the Around the League show it's later. It's going to be so good this week. We've got Ma- Pochettino, Mourinho. We've got Man United being really, really bad. We, it, it's Yeah, I can't. Some weeks, some weeks there's a little bit of like a dry spell for content. There's loads to talk about yeah. this week head over so, to the website redmentv.com £5 a month first month is free about 30 hours on that first free month of content you'll be able to get but don't forget to go over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash redmentv uh, to get your 50% off your yearly subscription for that it really is brilliant there's no ads no annoying pop-ups don't forget to like this video smash that like button subscribe to redmentv on YouTube and we'll see you next time Ta-ra.